Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with a firefighter empowering others through plants, health, and fitness, Gary Roberts. He is an 18-year career firefighter with over 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. He focuses on athlete coaching, physical recovery programs, and mental training for athletic performance. Given his background and unique ability to learn and overcome psychological and physical trauma, medical training, and understanding of how the body can be adaptive to proper prevention and post-recovery protocols, he has had enough stories of people losing family members, friends, and firefighters committing suicide suicide. He has decided to do something about it. He's got wonderful stories. He is driven. Enjoy this interview. Thank you for taking a minute. I I appreciate it. First and foremost, before we get into your life, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? The last couple of years was quite, quite a thing. And I'm curious how you survived it and how it's changed the way that not only you approach your life, but business now. You want to know what's really funny? Nothing really changed. My life has always been, how do you say it? Uh, you know, I, I, I've never really been sick, and I've always battled stuff living healthy. So I, I eat healthy. Uh, so basically how I battled COVID, I got COVID twice because I work at the fire department. So, you know, I'm always around. I was around. I was in the thick of things. I was, everybody says everybody's on the front line with the, with the nurses and everything. But most firefighters and, and paramedics, they're the ones jumping into the residences that we have no idea where their COVID is going on. We have no idea what's happening. You know, we don't. You know, some of the masks don't work. You know, we, they, they realize that now. And we, I ended up getting COVID twice. And how did I survive it? Basically, on a physical standpoint, I just increased, you know, eating better, eating my greens. I increased my own uh, CBD oil since uh, I read up on COVID and found it was, in a, it was an inflammatory uh, response to the body. So I increased my, my MCBD so that I could actually lower the response to, to inflammation on a business standpoint, I'll be honest, I, I was kind of relieved because I was doing probably about three jobs. I was kind of one of those, like, uh, not a master of one, but a, a what did it say, the master of many. And I needed to get rid of one of them, and, and it kind of closed the business that I, and I needed to get rid of so I could actually focus on what I'm doing now. So it actually alleviated my business, my businesses so I can really focus on, on building what I'm building now. So it took some stuff away but it made it easier to focus and drive harder and farther on, on what I'm doing right now. So to get a better handle exactly on what you do, if I was to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, third graders, and one of them looks up and says, what do you do for a living? How would you answer them? I'm a firefighter that fights fires and that also fights uh, health issues for firefighters with mental conditions and mental health issues, you know, because a lot of people don't understand what firefighters go through. I, Cool. The funny question is that in front of a grade two kids, most people see us as the superheroes, but the stuff we see on a daily basis really, really puts a toll on our mental stability, and several firefighters commit suicide. And so not only am I battling fires in the house, I'm also battling the fires within people's brains to make sure that they can have a long-lasting career. You know, you would be what a lot of kids would consider what they would want to grow up to become. So I'm curious, in the third grade, what was your dream? What did you want to grow up to be? Oh, man, I wanted to be a uh, freestyle Olympic skier. (laughs) (laughs) I was originally from Canada. I was a freestyle skier back then, and it was all about sports. You know, I had a scholarship to play soccer uh, in college, but I blew out a knee. Uh, I was training to go, you know, training to be, you know, 
the best I could be on skis and blew up my other knee. So accidents are, are what caused me to become one of those people that really learned how your body worked. And then from that point, I just wanted to be the, uh, the best person. That somebody, somebody needed help to re- rebuild their body, I wanted to be there to help them out. And now I'm doing it both with the body and with the mind. Are you happy with how things have turned out? Or I mean, now now that you look back kind of in the rear view, are you happy with how everything has turned out for you? I am extremely happy because, like I said, COVID released, closed some businesses down, and some of the businesses needed to be closed down, and it let me focus on the main businesses, basically, that I needed to build, which basically is the project I'm building currently in Costa Rica. And, and by focusing harder on that, I made a lot of gains, uh, a lot of introductions, uh, met a lot of people, a lot of Congress people, a lot of people that needed to I needed to meet to progress this forward, and I don't think that would have happened if I was still actually running uh, a gym full time. So, you know, the other thing that's key about our lives and our growth is those people that we look up to, that we emulate. Who's been a hero or a role model for you? Oh man, uh, that's a tough one to be honest. It's, it's every every entrepreneur that actually struggled and never stopped and succeeded. Like, you know, the the Elon Musk's where they were almost uh, bankrupt but still had a vision and then was able to create that vision. You know, you know things, those types of people that show that if you want something really hard, really want something, then go for it and don't let anybody deter, deter you from that. There's a lot of people out there that do mo- motivational speaking and, and, and stuff like that, and you hear the old taglines, motivational speaking, but that's just words. The real people that actually put in the work, uh, you know, like the Tim Grovers, the Elon Musks, the, uh, the David Goggins, the people that, you know, battled through the toughness to actually get to the other side of success and still battle every day to stay there is who I look up to. I'm going to take this a step further. If you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, have a conversation with them, who would it be? What would you talk to them about? Uh, I would really, really be interested to talk to you with, uh, with uh, Tim Grover, to be honest. His, his, you know, his his books, his two books that he wrote actually really helped also propel my businesses. And he he, he basically, I thought he was writing my own autobiography. Basically, it was it was me, the aggressiveness, the, the don't quit, the bring everybody with you type style. And if you're not willing to do the work, then get out of the way, and then we'll find somebody to do it with us. You know, that type of person, I would really love to sit down and just discuss, like, hey, how did, you know, Tell me a little bit more on how you created all this. So the other thing that's key about our lives is that, you know, all of those things that we went through in our childhood, what was your childhood like? What kind of seeds were planted in you to want to do something that's as hardcore as being a firefighter? Like, how did all of that happen and materialize into who you are today? Uh, I was actually a a young, you know, thrill seeker. There was... (laughs) There wasn't anything that I wouldn't do at least once, and, and, and it was obvious because I've almost broken every bone in my body at least once. But my dad was instrumental in giving me the drive to understand that, you know, nobody's going to give you anything. Nobody's going to hand you anything. So you've got to fight for it. And as long as you fight for it and keep fighting for it, you're going to become, you know, the best version of yourself. And it took me a long time to, to understand that. But I, I think during my childhood, his you know, go get it, don't give up, be you, do what you have to do, and just follow whatever you have to do to make sure it happens, and you'll be successful. You know, I never got anything handed to me. It was always work. It was like, you make the decision, 
you'll deal with the consequences. Those consequences, you'll need to learn how to actually manage yourself out of it, whether it's a good or bad. At least a good answer is every solution has an answer. It's just sometimes, you know, you won't like the answer, but you'll still get one, and then, then that problem is out of the way, and you can move on and up. So, you know, you've, you've, you've had a lot of time in the fitness world and the firefighting world, and I'm curious, how do each of those feed off of each other? How does one lend to the other, and how, how do they work together for you to kind of complete who you are? Well, a lot of, a lot of the, the firefighting we do is actually extremely, you know, you know, tough work. I'm on a special operations uh, team, basically, a hazmat team. So we deal with a lot of uh, underground gas lines that could explode, and we have to usually dig anywhere between, you know, two feet to four feet to get to these lines. Uh, it's extremely difficult to get them. Sometimes they're under concrete. So in Florida, it's extremely humid and hot. So as soon as we put our gear on, our gear is about 80 pounds worth of gear, and it adds the fact that the heat stroke factor into that, but as soon as we put it on, technically by, you know, OSHA rules, we should be getting out of our suits because the, the heat uh, index is extremely high in them. Add that and put that into a four-hour um, four hour digging a hole and a four-hour uh, on-scene time, and you really need to have your fitness up to level, up to par. Because it, it's going to beat you down. It, it's really going to be tough. So, you know, I started training in, in the heat started doing, you know, CrossFit in the heat and stuff like that and kept my heart rate up and keeping my heart rate up, I was able to actually think what I was doing. And so it worked hand, hand in hand. It, it made me a better firefighter. It made me also a better athlete. It, it, it was both of them actually, you know, intertwined perfectly with each other. So you're, you're quite accomplished in your life. You've seen a lot of things. You know, when you look back, what are you the proudest of? What really sticks out to you when you lean back in the easy chair and you think, wow, I'm really happy I did that? Kept fighting for uh, firefighter rights to have access to uh, to uh, federally legal uh, hemp products and cannabis. That, that that's one thing. For for a lot of people who don't understand, a lot of firefighters they, they deal with with mental mental health issues, and so drinking becomes a, a second part of their life. They drink, uh, they have problems sleeping, they take medication to sleep, they get addicted to medication to sleep. So my when I found CBD, it actually helped me sleep, and I wanted to propel that towards my firefighter friends. And so what ended up happening is I brought it up to our department's union representatives, and they said, not a chance. It's not going to be legal. You know, we don't know anything about it. We're not doing it. Brought it up to our fire chiefs. Our fire chiefs also said, not a chance. We're not doing it. We're not interested. You know, it, it's too too stigmatized. We brought up the human resources. They said the same thing, slammed the door in my face. So I decided to actually create a podcast called Good Dude to Grow Podcast and bring a bunch of athletes and professionals on there, uh, firefighters, and talk about how they use cannabis and psychedelics to get better sleep, pay, uh, relief from pain, how they relief from addiction. And by doing that, it opened the conversation with our department to the point that three years later, now at this time, I'm in a, helping our city negotiate contract talks to allow us to get access to these uh, federal legal hemp CBD products by changing the rules in our drug test. So it was a tough battle, but I think, you know, by putting myself out there and, and letting people come basically after me and let me answer the questions and educate them, it, it was something that I'm extremely proud of. And what they did is they ended up creating a uh, special health committee, a health committee using CBD and cannabis, and they put me as a chairperson of that health committee for our department, and hopefully that will lead from our department to other departments across the state of Florida. So let's say you have a dream tonight, and you run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and 
based on the wisdom you've gained in your life, the roads you've been down, you could give that version of you a piece of advice. What would you tell your young version? Uh, don't give up so easily on your dreams. There, there, there was a lot of times I wanted to do stuff, and I started it, but I didn't finish it and ended up, you know, regretting it in the past or didn't go hard at it, hard at it enough to actually make it successful. And I realized that right before I was going to open that door to success, I actually stopped. And I think the fear of the unknown, the fear of me telling myself that I don't think I deserve it or I don't think I can get there, stopped me before getting there, if, if that kind of makes sense. But now... After a while, I decided to step through that door and not hear my own voice, not let my own uh, little voice tell me, no, you can't do it. Just stop here. It's not worth it. There's no reason to go forward. It'll never happen. And every time I have those, those, those little voices, I step through that door, and it creates another avenue that I never thought I would have had the opportunity to actually do. I mean, from, from meeting uh, ministers of other countries to you know, Congress people that I, I've had discussions that I'm on, on, on a cellular phone with, the physicians that I've, I'm connected to around the world for, for what we're doing. It's just something I would never fathom I'd be able to do unless I stop listening to that voice saying, stop here, turn around, do something else because it's not worth it. So if I had my three-year-old self, I'd say, don't let that voice change your mind. Hush that voice and move forward. What's been one of the best responses you've ever gotten from a client or from anybody that's experienced your work in your life? You've basically saved my life. I've had, when I first started out with the, with the, the hemp CBD oil, uh, firefighters are not allowed to use THC products, so I created a product of our own company, uh, our Pure Body Zen owned company, and I provided this to a firefighter, and that firefighter was in pain. He had neck pain, so it was just something to get rid of some pain, help him sleep. Within three days, he called me up and said, hey, listen, I don't know what you gave me, but uh, I was having nightmares. I was having voices that I couldn't get out of my head. Uh, I was angry. I was yelling at my wife, yelling at my kids. And after a week on your hemp CBD product, it literally, those voices are no longer lingering. They're still there, but they don't last all night, all day, into the next day to where I have to actually drink something to actually forget them. So basically, you ended up saving, you know, me from doing something that I don't want, I didn't think I was going to do, but might have done if it wasn't for you. So, so that, that really meant a lot that I was on the right path doing what I was doing. So everyone out there has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, clients, anyone that knows you in any capacity, but ultimately you're the one in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, I am a... Oh, I always tell the people this. Um, of course, I forgot the word now. I'm a, I'm a purpose-driven, intense individual. In other words, uh, I'll, it seems like I'm mad or angry. It's just it's a burning fire to get things done that drives me. So the purpose I want to get to will fuel that intensity to if we do this, everybody comes with me. No matter what happens, we're going to do this, and I will drive through the wall or run through the fire to make sure it happens. But that fury or intensity, everybody realizes about me, and then that's what everybody understands. They understand, you know, once they see that, that facial visual to leave him alone, he's, 
he's in that zone. He's going to get things done. So it, it's the drive and the uh, fierceness of that drive. So, Gary, if anyone out there wants to learn more about what you, your podcast, anything related to your life as, you know, in fitness, firefighting, CBD, where's the best place for them to go? Ah, uh, they can they can meet me up on on, on Lidikin, um there uh, underneath the Good Dudes Grow. I'm also I have a Instagram a channel called Good Dudes Grow Podcast, which is all my stuff that you can see from my podcast. And join, you can reach out to me, message me, or you can just go to our website, which is www.promisesinnovativerecovery.com. See what we're building out in Costa Rica, and just email us and connect with us from there. And just ask us any questions you want. You know. Anything, anytime you meet me on social, you're more than welcome to ask me a question. I'm an open book. Right on, Gary. I love the intensity. I love the change. I love what you're doing. It's it's wonderful. Thank you for opening up. I really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.